0: This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Coming up, Subversity with Dan Zhang. Today we're going to talk about a hot issue on campus, um, the threatened closure of uh, important um, undergraduate education program on campus. Uh, The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the Regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. This is, uh, this is Dan Zhang with Subversity. Um, um, today, we, we're going to be addressing the issue of uh, SAS, S-A-A-S, the Student Academic uh, Advancement uh, Services Program at UC Irvine that's existed for over three decades here on campus and just uh, end of last month, the uh, dean of undergraduate education uh, told the staff that it was going to shut down. Even though it's a federally funded program, and uh, federal programs are not supposed to be affected by the uh, edu- by these cutbacks at the university, these furlough and pay cut plans that have been announced by the university regents. Um, so f- um, it's kind of surprising and shocking. And so i 've gotten actually a lot of emails from uh, students that were affected and had been served by this excellent program it's a model program according to the office of education the university i mean the Department of education and uh why is the university doing that and so we 're going to find out what are ways to try to reverse this retrograde act by the university and with us uh on the show are two student advocates, former, former students at UC Irvine who were uh, uh, involved in this program and can tell us about what, how it affected them. Uh, we're talking with Debbie Lee and Luz Collin. Uh, Debbie has started a Facebook page called Save SAS at UCI. And uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Hi.
0: Uh, how, why is this program as important?
1: Well, first of all, this program is important because it serves a population that is often ignored by institutions, um, first-generation, low-income, disabled students. Uh, as you mentioned, this program has been at UCRM for over 30 years, and we are part of the hundreds of successful students who have graduated. Um, there, is, uh, there are reports that show our success. There's also national reports that show the success of um, student support services in general, which is what we fall under. It mm-hmm. This program is just called something else at different institutions. Yeah. But um, So there's a lot of research that has been done in our programs to show its success. Uh, for most of us, it's just the support that we are not able to get elsewhere. We have everything in one office. Uh, we are able to ask everything we need to ask. For mo- I mean, for first-generation students like Debbie and I, We're the first one in our families to go to college. We have Mm -hmm. no one to ask, well, where do I buy my books? How do I drop my class? And at SAS, students are able to ask those questions and not be concerned about what people are going to think of them. We have one-on-one personal attention from the counselors, from anyone in the office, from the administrative assistant down to the director to peer advisors. It's just more... It's more intimate, but it's also a lot more helpful than any other services that you see, at least for that's how, the experience that we've had.
0: Are, they, are the other services more intimidating?
1: Definitely. I mean, you go in there and you're pretty much a number. Here, mm. people know you by your name. Everyone knows, oh, okay, if, even if they don't remember your name, they remember your story because we all have our stories. Mm. And I mean, just going to the financial aid office sense, it's like, oh, what's your student ID? They never <laughs> even ask you your name, or you know, going to admin, going to registrar. All they care about is your student ID. You're just a number, not not at SAS. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't go by numbers.
0: And you were RAs, or
2: um, we were RAs and also peer advisors.
0: Yeah. What what's an RA? What does that do? Um, does during that the summer, does?
2: there's a summer bridge program. It's ah, a yeah. five week academic program. It kind of prepares the students to um, acclimate onto the campus with academic courses and also um, cultural events, um, just so they can see the campus, because these students weren't even planning on going to college. Like, a lot of their stories are these five weeks are my chance to show my parents what college is.
0: Are these high school or transfer students? These are actually
2: um, incoming freshmen.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, I thought it was just transfer students. No, these are incoming freshmen that uh. we work
2: with. But this year there was a
1: transfer program component that was run out of our office also by Mm. the coordinator of Summer Bridge. So we are... Expanding in a way, our numbers have definitely been increasing in Summer Bridge because there are a lot more students that need our services because, as um, we probably know, the number of um, of first-generation low-income students that are attending UCs or being admitted has increased, but the services are not increasing to help them. So that's why um, programs like ours are seeing a lot more students that we need to serve.
0: Well, the uh, increased uh, fees for students... Would that uh, cut back on the number of students coming in, you think?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like our Summer Bridge program, it was really targeted for us to be 100 this year, and we ended up with only 65 of them because they couldn't, it, there is some kind of component that they do have to pay or take out loans, and they just couldn't do it. And a lot yeah. of them ended up not coming to UCI because of that as well, because of the increased fees.
0: A lot of people work, huh?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, how about the uh, in terms of total number? You serve over is it the SAS serves over a thousand people now? About correct thousand uh, every year. Yes, yes. Wow, and uh, that's
1: the total. Usually, an incoming class is around four hundred, um, and then from there, you know, we have the sophomore project, and we continue to help students through their junior year, their senior year. Um, we offer well. Actually, the university offers, it's not even particularly just SAS, but the the, um, Joe Maestro's class, which he's a director of our SAS program. He offers um, graduate education in the 21st century, which is pretty much a preparatory class to apply to graduate school or even start thinking just about what are you going to do after college. And honestly, I've taken a lot of it's under sociology and I've taken other sociology classes at UCI and no class addresses the self as that class does. Yeah.
2: And um, the class is open to all students that's why a lot of people don't understand like um, I know some people th- thought that this was only open to SAS participants, but it's actually oh. open to all students.
0: I know it's kind of strange because the uh, at the same time the university was uh, opening a graduate center right to mm-hmm. help graduate students. I know that because uh, I think your director came to talk to us in the library about that and uh, why is um, do you think the focus is now? Is the university trying to get more money from foreign students rather than California students? Because uh, I mean, foreign students, of course, pay, international students mm-hmm. pay like four, four or five times more the tuition fee.
1: Well, that was um, one of the, the changes in, um, or proposed changes over the budget meetings in the past year. Mm. Um, where I currently work, my boss actually sits at the board's um, committee. For high, for the Senate in, um, for the UC Senate, and it's just yes, they are trying to get more money from those international students, but we forget that international students become residents after the first year of attending. Hmm. So you're only getting that much more money within the first year, and after that, you're not really getting much out of it.
0: But isn't there a California plan that's supposed to be uh, to make the UCs uh, open to eligible stu- students in California, so that you know, it doesn't become a private school.
1: Well, yeah, it's a California master plan. Um,
0: master plan, sorry. Uh, yes, yeah.
1: so we have that, and that has been in effect for since the 60s also. And recently it's been changed so that um, admission requirements are changed, and this, and this is a way of um, more students being able to have access to higher education. It's particularly UC campuses but the problem is that, again, we, don't, we have a budget crisis, and as much as any student could be admitted, but if there's no money for, to support that student, they're, I mean, we have, we're faced with the decision, do I go to UC or do I go to community college and try to transfer later? Um, yes, more students will have access, but it's just, especially when you have services like SAS being cut, who are those students that are not the typical college student going to go to for help?
0: Yeah, what, what is the, do you think SAS helps um, reduce the dropout rate?
2: Yes, definitely. That's what we're known for. We're known for <laughs> our goal along all the TRIO programs. TRIO is actually um, a federal program underneath the U.S. Department of Education. The goal for all TRIO programs, which is what we are, is to increase retention and graduation rates. And um,
0: I know, according to the federal report, uh, the, the site visit report uh, from the Department of Education, it was uh, 85% of, is it 85% graduate uh, or 78% within five years? And then SAS students, uh, it's uh, 84% receive a baccalaureate within five years of enrollment.
1: Yes, that's, that's the UCI numbers, but ov- even in the national, da- national data, students who participate in student support services are tw- um, Twice are more than twice as likely to graduate than those that do not participate in such Mm. services and have similar background. But UCI does have a larger than the national average because we are, as you mentioned before, we are the model program for the West Coast, and other UCs look to us to model their their student support services program um, on us.
2: And as you can see in the, also in the federal report, at least fi- uh, more, than, like more than 50% actually go on to graduate school as well right after graduation.
0: Oh, wow, that's high, yeah. yeah. How about the, uh, do you think the university administration, have you talked to anybody higher up than the, the dean of undergraduate education who apparently uh, was behind this?
2: Um, we've tried sending our emails. Um, we have a lot of students are emailing the chancellor, the dean, the vice chancellor. And it's summertime. A lot of them are going on vacation. We haven't received an answer from the chancellor yet, and from the dean, um, all her responses seem to be the same message about how everything's going to be "quote unquote" okay, and how she's going to offer duplicate services. But the question is, what are these duplicate services?
0: Would they are they trying to use the same money for something else then or what
2: there this is the thing our money it's it's a federal grant a federal a grant is supposed to use for what it was proposed for earlier on in the year. It cannot be used for something else, and according to the um, the University of California, the Office of the President the fair and consistency portion of the um, recommendations, they're not allowed to use the grant to increase campus funding whatsoever. The grant has to be used for what it was made for. It cannot be used to duplicate any programs. What are these programs? She already gave a deadline for our office to be shut down by August 31st. But what are these programs? What are the services that she's offering to the students? She's given us nothing. She's told the students nothing. Where are they supposed to go? A lot of the students are asking that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how about the the Chancellor? Do you think he would be favorable to meeting with you? I know there's a the sign up thing for meeting with the Chancellor. We
1: are trying to meet up with the Chancellor, um unfortunately it's only for well I guess fortunately for um Current students, enrolled, yeah. and we are enrolled students, and Debbie and I are, are both alumni, um, but we are encouraging uh, students that are part of SAS that are enrolled to please sign up for this, and a lot of them are like, how, do, how can we help? We, we know that we need to talk to the chancellor. We're willing to go talk to, to the president of the UC if we have to because we are honestly not getting the answers that we want. We are concerned about the students. It's not about us. Because we are, I mean, Debbie and I have already successfully done this um, program and graduated yeah. and gone out to do, uh, you know, with our, uh, with our careers. But what about the rest of the students? There's, I mean, just the Summer Bridge students that just finished a few weeks ago, they're wondering, okay, so what am I supposed to do when you told me that I, you were, I was going to have this SAS office to go to whenever I needed help, and it's no longer going to be there.
2: And there are no options given to them at all, just that the assurance from the dean that everything was going to be okay. She promises workshops, like a summer bridge duplicate, but who's, who's gonna who, run it? Who's gonna run it? Exactly. We have okay, our office has basically all these people who have like combined to, like a century of experience. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> but that they've been here for huh. over thirty years. A lot of people in the office. The per, like our counselor has like, the least experience someone has in that office is 15 years. Who does she have? Who does she plan on running these programs? Yeah. And these are uh, people that have
1: masters. Some of them have several masters, not just one. Yeah, they are, yeah. They're experts at this. Yeah. And we don't, we don't know who the dean is going to bring over to, I mean, to take care of all these students. We don't know if it's people that she hires or they probably already exist on campus. We have no idea who she plans on uh, giving this responsibility to of first-generation, low-income, disabled students. And we want to know, you know, who who's going to be in charge of helping these students? Um, do they even have the theoretical background to help these students? Because it's not, I mean, first-generation, low-income, and disabled students have special needs yeah, that need okay. to be addressed, and not everyone is capable of addressing those needs. And we just, we really want her to answer our questions and not just send everyone the same response the same, the same vague response because it's honestly mm-hmm. from the email that she has sent students we don't get any answers just that don't worry about it pretty much and we are worried about it because sure. you, there's no other program like SAS at UCI
0: The uh, Chancellor is actually uh, pictured on the SAS webpage as speaking to a SAS reception I guess recently and um, you know so he, he should be a good person to uh, to ask, uh, at the end of the town hall meeting last week, he was in a little discussion with this faculty senate people, and he said he have t- he, he was uh, actually advocating for students because the faculty want to um, take fellow during instructional days, and he was saying, "Well, we have to be you know think about students." <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think you can you can uh, yeah. approach him on that I on think that point.
1: From um, with the. Uh the experience that we have had with um, Chancellor Drake, we have faith that he will come out and help us and even hear us out. Um, we the, the reception that you're actually talking about, that's uh, for the foster students um, because our our SAS office also um, help has a program called Guardian Scholars, which is foster youth. What? They have been admitted to UCI. And, What's a foster youth? Um, excuse me?
0: What's a foster youth? For?
2: Oh, these are just mm-hmm. the foster children that have come to u c i as um, college students from foster
1: homes, foster so, homes okay. so they've grown up in federal foster homes or, or or such and again, these are students that they also need special assistance
0: are there a lot of foster children here
1: um i don't <laughs> I don't know the specific numbers, numbers yeah, yeah. but I do know that they are they are a few <laughs> and that i personally known, and they're very successful. They've gone on to go to graduate school in Harvard, um, yeah. one that just graduated last year. Um, yeah. One of our friends, he's also very successful. It, he's, he's going to law school. He's doing all sorts of things. He's traveled abroad. He's worked yeah. in Germany. So it's just mm. things that honestly, without the assistance that we get at SAS, we wouldn't have been able to do so. I mean, the the very personal letters of recommendation because yeah. they know us as a person
2: and not as a number, it, right. that opens a yeah, lot of doors. Because, spreads. again, it's like what we mentioned at first, it is intimidating going into mm. another office because at SAS, these kids are always are on the borderline, maybe I should quit school. Mm but our counselors walk them over to financial aid. They walk them over to their counsel, like their school counselors and everything. Like They're really personal, one-on-one with them. They know their story. They know their background. Because, again, our counselors also have the same story. That's why it works so well. Yeah. That's why we're wondering who de- the dean plans on running the program, because it's basically like, Our counselors have our story. They're also first-generation college students. They understand the difficulties, the barriers that we have. A a handful of our students weren't supposed to come to college because they were just supposed to stay at home and take care of their parents.
0: Mm. What's the ethnic breakdown of the students you served? You had served uh, when you were in SAS.
1: Yeah. um, Just to make it clear, our program is not ethnic-based. We do not take into consideration the race of the student and when they are right. um, admitted into our program or when they are pretty much referred to our program because it's based on the their student, their parents' um, education and their socioeconomic status. Uh, most of the students in SSS are actually under, 150% under the poverty um, line. Hmm. So that is very low-income students are the majority of them. Um, but most of our students are... White, Asian, and Latino. Here at UCI, we, because of the population of UCI, we see more Asians, and, and now we're starting to see more Latinos. Mm, mm. But, again, race is not a factor in this, in, in our in our program. But the national data, 45% are white students, mm. 28% black, 16% Hispanic, and 5% Asian. So it basically yeah. varies on the region that the right. program serves.
0: Are people that... Y- the UCI program served were they mostly have they mostly been California residents? Yes. Yeah. And yes, uh, most of them. What would um, so your your point is that they shouldn't shift money around also because it's a federal program; it, they can't.
1: Well, it's illegal it for, for them else. to do that because there's federal laws that are that we are given when the grant is given to the SAS program that pretty much says you cannot use this money for anything else but SAS. And it's not part of the state budget, which is what Dean Salinger is using um, to eliminate us, saying that the state budget is it's in crisis and we have to get rid of stuff, uh, programs. But I, d- I don't know um, who her informants are. I don't know where she's getting her information from. But I'm sorry to say she's mistaken. She This is not the money of the of the state government or even of UCI. This is money specifically given to uh, SAS. All the money is federal money.
0: How many people would be laid off in the, in the office?
1: Five people. Everyone from mm. the um,
2: That's not including the students. Yeah, that's either. not including <laughs> the students.
1: This is professional staff, so yeah. all the assistant uh, the, from the assistant um, all, all the way through the director are being laid off. Students, there's um, how many
2: peer advisors? There's five, uh, There's eight students involved. There's six peer advisors and two administrative students that are involved that mm. are also part of the program. They're first-generation college students, low-income students, and they've helped through the program all the years that they've been at UCI. And our, administra- uh, our professional staff, they've been here for over 30 years, some of them.
0: Would this also cut the Summer Bridge program then? S-
2: the dean says that she has a duplicate Summer Bridge program in mind, but I don't see where this plan is. Where is this plan? Why shut down a program that has been successful for over mm-hmm. 30 years with no plan? Again, who is she having to be in charge of these programs? The Summer Bridge program, I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know. It's, it's nothing similar to Freshman Summer Start or any of the other f- incoming freshman program. because, again, what Luce said, this is a specific group they have specific needs yeah. because of where they're coming from. Our staff is um, trained for it and they also has they also have the expertise and experience because that is their story as well
0: How did it help how did the program maybe get um, more personal How did the program help you individually?
1: Well for me it was pretty much the decision of staying at Irvine or not staying. Mm. Um, where I come from, it's a very urban community. Um, I'm a immigrant Latina, so to me, going to college, is, I always wanted to go to college, but I didn't know what to expect. And just with Summer Bridge, I was able to get to know the campus, get to know where SAS office was, who
2: I could go to for help. The um,
0: well, first week must be crazy, huh? Oh, yeah. The we first, week is, um, first
2: week is crazy. First week, a lot of our students just have homesickness, and that's when... Um, the RAs, the residential advisors of theirs, sit down with the students. They're, it's Each RA only has about six to eight students because it's personal, one-on-one. Mm. And they talk to the students because, about the homesickness because it is a really, really big issue with this group. Especially for me,
1: um, I come from a community next to Compton, and my RA happened to be from Compton, so she knew exactly what I was feeling. She knew mm. the culture shock. She was a mentor more than an RA. And... That's what our job Throughout is. my years at UCI, I always, remembered, I always remember her, and she was, she was pretty much someone I look up to. Yeah. And, I mean, I worked for Summerbridge for three years, and from there, I was able to see in other students my own story. And it was really sad for me to leave. I ended my last day at UCI with Summerbridge, the closing day of Summerbridge, because I was going on to graduate school. And... But I knew that I was going to be able to succeed in graduate school, which I did because of all the support that I had gotten from the first day in Summerbridge to my last day working in Summerbridge.
0: Now you're at UCLA.
1: Yeah, I went to UCLA. I recently received my master's in higher education so and organizational change. So I know, um, I know a lot of the research. I've done a lot of research in this um, area. This is actually my area of, of expertise, first-generation low-income students. Um, I work with some of the best faculty in the nation. Yeah, and it's just outrageous for me to see this happening because they, I know that there's proof out there that we work.
0: You you're also working with the you mentioned you kind of hinted at that earlier that with the Higher Education Research Institute right? Yes, at UCLA, they do. and they advise the legislature, don't
1: they? they yes, issue they do. Um, and, yeah. My my supervisor now the uh dr Silvia ortado she is an advisor to um to the president himself president Yu and she she's a she's also first generation low-income hmm. Latina student, and she knows exactly what we're going through. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk to her about what's going on at UCI, but I have talked to other faculty here, that, well, formerly here at <laughs> UCI, that, that recently oh, yeah. just left. Um, Dr. Leticia Seguera. She's, she's an alumni from our program. Um, there's a lot of people at UCI that are alumni from our program that are working in administration, um, faculty, or other areas yeah, of, yeah. at UCI, and I've also, also in my in my um, years in graduate school i've met a lot of people that ho- came out of SAS and are now doing these are like really amazing things in in policy and education and yeah. research it, it's to me it was kind of funny that I knew all these people that knew all these people that went to they came to UCI and went to Summer Bridge, we're students of SAS. So that goes to show that we're everywhere. And because we are successful, we reach high places.
0: And do they, uh, does this, uh, are the people at other schools also facing the same cutbacks? No. This type um, of program?
1: I've actually recently talked to um, the equivalent of SAS at UCLA, which mm. is called um, academic. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, it's, the abbreviations are um, AAP, so it's Academic Adv- Advancement Program, and um, they, uh, they're they actually doing an inter, um, internal report on their programs, on their TRIO programs, and they're using our federal report that you were just referring to earlier Yeah, as uh, they're citing it.
0: As like a model. Almost. Yeah, it's
1: a model program, that, and I talked to them, and they just couldn't believe what was happening at UCI. They offered to do whatever they could to help us out, contact, You know, um, their supervisors even contact the chancellor, the people they know here at UCI to see what is going on because no one really knows what's going on. This has all been really secretive. We found out because other students told us, or because, well, because the Debbie works at the office office got (laughs) laid off. (laughs) off. You know, we're wondering where. Why are these people getting laid off? So that's how we found out. Who got laid off?
2: Everyone. (laughs) The The entire office is. Is terminated.
0: Oh, the student.
2: Yeah.
0: The student is in the, basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's, I mean, that's how we find out. And we are doing our part to give back to the program that has given so much to us by trying to help them. I mean, we hope that we save this program because we don't know what the rest, the students coming after us will do without such program. Uh,
0: it deb- just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, What? how about your personal story? How did it help you?
2: Um. For my personal story, I am a first-generation college student. It was very difficult for my mom to let me go in college. Mm. She just wanted me to attend um, a, a city college, basically, and get, like, an AA mm. and just stay at home and work and, again, take care of the family. Like, take care of my grandma, take care of my parents, all that kind of stuff. And...
0: What area are you from?
2: I'm from San Francisco. Uh So, Summer Bridge was actually my chance to prove to my mom that education was important. And the RAs and also the counselors, everyone there also talked to my mom about how Mm. education is important. So, the counselors there, the staff, they talk to the parents. They always talk to the parents. The RAs do as well because they know the language as well, like, like when we have Spanish-speaking um, staff and they would speak to the Spanish-speaking um, parents, and then we had the Asian languages as well. Because I know this summer, as the head residential advisor for Summer Bridge, I had to talk to a lot of the parents and talk to them about how education was important and that they need to trust their students and let, like, learn to let their students go because there's a lot of pressure for their students just to stay back at home because they weren't supposed to come.
0: So do they um are, are most parents uh, i mean receptive to the message of staying in college staying in university?
1: Yes, I think definitely they are from my experience working in a sonare i um at some point, I was the only staff member of Summerbridge that spoke Spanish, so I had to speak to uh-huh. everyone that spoke Spanish, uh-huh. and to them. Hearing it from someone that had already gone through the program yeah, and was a successful course, yeah. person, they were like, "Okay, they give us the trust that we need to in order for us to help their students succeed, but they also give their students the uh, the trust it's mostly about trust you know most of us we are raised with the idea you 're not leaving this house until you get married, <laughs> and mm. you know for them to leave their student off for the first time in college, something that they never that they had as parents, they never experience, because, again, most of them are first generation. And, you know, we give them the comfort. You know, you, you have a question to ask. There's no dumb questions. I, I speak Spanish. Ask me in Spanish. I know what you're talking about. We have people that speak yeah. Vietnamese, uh, Chinese. And we we even have people that speak, like, the Arabic languages. But mm. my other... From other things that I've seen at UCI, we don't have, they don't have that diversity in the in the opening ceremony or the uh, summer orientation program. They don't have that.
2: We have that. We give the students trust and hope. We give the parents trust and hope. But with the termination of this program, a lot of a lot of students on Facebook, some of them decide not to come anymore. Right. And I'm honestly saying that a lot of it hurts as being the head resident advisor for this year of Summer Bridge, to hear that students have decided not to come anymore because they lost the trust. They lost the people that they trusted that were going to be their peer advisors, that was going to be their counselors. Because within Summer Bridge, that five weeks, they they start... trusting, they start bonding more with their sure. mentors, the RAs, the entire office of SAS. Open door policy. They see them one on one and they trust them. They believe in them and they believe that the office will give them hope. And at this point there are some students that are considering leaving.
0: Wow. That's serious. Uh, how about are you so you is summer bridge still going on? Uh,
2: um, no. It ended uh, um in July.
0: Oh.
1: So it ended end of July? Um and then uh, probably about a week or two later we found out that SAS was being shut down. So our students left um I remember coming to a workshop at um for Summer Bridge July eighteenth, telling me telling the students my story and telling them like take advantage of SAS, you know, don't don't take it for granted, they're always there. <laughs> and I honestly I feel like students probably think we were lying. You know, yeah, like, yeah. what were you talking about? There's or no sabotaging. there's no more SAS. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of students said that the reason they came to UCI was because they had uh, programs like SAS.
0: You know, everyone's expensive to live Yeah.
1: In. Mm-hmm. And so
0: I think these programs really do help.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, other UCs are not as flexible with um, their summer bridge. Either they accept everyone, but you got to figure out the funding yourself, Mm-hmm. or they're just very limited in their funding and they only accept certain students. The good thing about uh, Summer Bridge here at UCI is that we make
2: sure our students are funded.
0: Do you help with financial aid? I mean, help them go to the right people to
1: talk?
2: Um, yes. Yeah. definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I did every single day during the five weeks. I made sure that... We had a contact there that we saw who we needed to see, and we got their funding. We got their questions all answered. Their financial—we have a liaison in finance aid. We have a liaison in uh, housing. Mm. Um, we have one basically almost everywhere on campus, which is why we're receiving so much support from all the departments on campus. They're also emailing chancellors. There's faculty emailing the chancellors right now as well. There's
1: donors emailing the chancellor because a lot of. There's a few donor, big donors to UCI I, um, that donate also to SAS oh. and are very big supporters of SAS, and they heard of what's happening. And to be honest with the economic crisis we're in, I don't think UCI could risk losing um, donors such as the Samuele. And, you know, they, pretty, they fund over engineering, but they also help us a lot. They are the main supporters of um, the foster program. Oh. That we have, the oh. um, Guardian Scholars. They're the ones that have the greatest support. Um, this program also comes from the Orangewood Foundation oh, with, yeah. in Orange County. Yeah. And so we have connections everywhere. And honestly, it seems... It's not that we're trying to give UCI a bad name by all this publicity, but we're just trying to get the word out because UCI is dear to our hearts. I'm proud to be an Anteater, even though I went to UCLA. I'll never say I'm a Bruin. I'm a U. I'm an Anteater for like for life. But what's going on definitely hurts us because we are so proud of this school, and we we're just. We love this school, but we want the best for the students that come to this school. I used to work as an outreach advisor for um, EAOP. Yeah. And I always told students, go to Irvine. You know, Irvine's great. But now I think I would definitely feel guilty telling students that, knowing that there's not going to be the assistance that they need once they get here.
0: Well, the donors, you know, they. I think the university will listen to donors. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> more than, maybe more than students.
1: <laughs> if if honestly, if... I know that if we had our careers established and we were making (laughs) lots of money, we would fund SAS ourselves and not worry about all this. But that's not the case because there's so many more students that need that education right now to reach to that point where we are successful enough to fund our own program.
0: Yeah, I actually have received, uh, the show has received uh, emails from uh, SAS people. uh, And here's one, I'll read it uh i got this email um i guess today or earlier earlier today or yesterday um my name is Brandon Fong and i'm uh, entering i'm an entering third year my third year in at UCI i'm writing you today because it has come to my attention that SAS is, was being shut down um, it says uh, he says SAS has been such a huge part of my life words cannot describe how much SAS has contributed towards my success at UCI, I owe everything to SAS. Growing up, I was not the best student. I was defiant and definitely had a lot of flaws. Looking back, what I appreciated the most were all the adults that never gave up on me and stood by me through tough times. Through the tough times, having someone to talk to uh, or go to when I need help needed help with school or just about life. When I w- came to UCI, I was scared. I had a lot of unanswered questions. Luckily, while participating in Summerbridge, I was introduced to Angelita, uh, who she uh, who worked for SAS, and uh, and um, when school st- uh, sorry, oh Angelita who worked in for SAS. When school started, I had so many questions about what class to take, where, where the classes were, and uh, just a lot of concerns. Workers at SAS such as Debbie and Angelita. Always seemed to have an answer to all my questions. I always felt I had someone to turn to when I felt lost or didn't know what to do. Uh, the workers at SAS were always there for me. Uh, so that's just part of what uh, what he wrote. And then he said uh, also that uh, I can tell you that my GPA would not be over 3.0. Uh, uh, SAS has helped maintain if if without SAS, I guess. Uh, SAS has helped me maintain a 3.3 GPA at UCI. Uh, So he wants to keep this open, SAS open. Then another story, uh, 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 Jasmine uh, wrote from London. Uh, He he sent a letter. He copied a copy of the letter he sent to UC executives. He said, I'm writing to you from cold, rainy London town. Uh, My name is Jasmine Kurishi. I graduated in 2007 from UCI, and I'm a former Summer Bridge and SAS student and resident program in 2003. And the vouchers changed my career. uh, It changed my course of my career at UCI. It's naive to think that we all received the same public education in California. Um, And uh, so um, he also says that I can proudly say I just received my MA in uh, International Relations from London Metropolitan University with recommendations and guidance from SAS. Uh he's interned at uh, many places including the BBC and uh, University of Arts London since leaving UCI and uh, uh, and he has lived, she has lived abroad in Europe and traveled all over uh, there and um, he's, uh, so he's so she's very uh grateful to SAS for giving her this career choice, I guess, on a change in her career. And I think I have one more letter. Uh, Carrie Dang wrote, uh, wrote to uh, KUCI. Uh, she's a fourth-year business economics major and has been part of SAS since his freshman year. Um, he's a member of the, he was a member of the 2006 Summer Bridge Program, um, and uh, SAS has given me many opportunities to talk to counselors, official and peers about how I really feel about my classes and about any, and any other problems I might have had. Uh, other departments do not give the same amount of attention to his students like SAS does. Other departments just brush you off and send you on your way. Um, SAS does not do that. Uh, they listen and help uh, guide you through your way. Without SAS, I would have lost I would have uh, lost my way in college and I would not have a stronger sup- and I would not have a stronger support system if SAS and the counselors were not um, around. I don't understand why a respectable program such as the student support services is being closed shut down. Uh, people have been saying it's due to the budget crisis and the SAS has to be shut down. What I don't get is that since SAS is f- a federally is federally funded by a grant. Uh, something that isn't even part of the university budget, and that will only go to SAS and not anywhere else, where would the money left over even go? Uh, so that was a question that many of us are asking. Um, uh, people might ask, why does it matter to me, seeing that I, as I will be graduating this coming June, uh, it matters to me because I have been in those incoming freshmen's shoes. I know what it is like to come from a low-income family, and being a first generation student to go to college and not have a stronger support system on campus uh, coming to a new school is scary as it is um, and so he uh, endorses uh, SAS um, going on yeah. so are those kind of similar to what, um,
1: what you've been hearing? Yes, everyone has definitely been asking us why is this happening and we don't know why it's happening. We wanna know why it's happening. If I think that if we had answers and we were assured with facts what's gonna happen, we wouldn't be so anxious about this. We are very concerned for our students. We want the dean to answer our questions and not just copy paste an email to everyone.
0: The same email. (laughs) The same email. We don't want (laughs) that.
2: And the budget cut is not a reason because we are not part of the university budget. It's been said over and over again. We are federally funded. And we are federally funded until August 2010. So why can't we at least continue our services until August 2010 and properly acclimate our current students right now into the university setting? She's just quietly terming the program at the end of the month and not letting us close down properly,
0: yeah, and also doing it in the middle of summer when you know a lot of students are away,
2: exactly, you know, they don't not, know, yeah, yeah, but
1: unfortunately, we have technology such as Facebook, I mean, as you read a, a letter from Jasmine that she's over in London. she was able to know about this because of the technology that we have because thanks to yeah. Debbie, she moved herself really fast, um just trying to get everyone that could possibly support us. Even those that don't want to support us, we we're telling them too. We don't care. We just want to get the word out. It's not about what your political views are or not. It's about doing the right thing. We hear all this um thing all this um, issues of diversity and how UCI wants to be a leading diverse institution. But how (laughs) are you gonna do that when you're pretty much closing the doors the wide open doors of SAS to divert to true diverse students. Because, as we mentioned, it's not only about race. Diversity also comes in socioeconomic sure. status, class, uh, class, generation, all of that is diverse. diversity in, in true nature. And with them cutting this, wh- what does that have to say about UCI? It, it's pretty much saying we don't care. All we care about is prestige. And, yes, prestige is important, but you're going to be even more prestigious when you have the, the knowledge and experiences of diverse students. Because... In college, it's not just about what you learn in the classroom. It's what you learn outside the classroom. If diverse students don't exist on this campus, you are not providing other students the opportunity to learn from those diverse students.
0: The, uh, on the website, you also have an uh, announcement saying that you, were, that you were contacted by the student region designate, uh, Jesse yes. Cheng. And he was actually on the show uh, recently. And I think it would be a good, good resource to make use of, uh, since he can be also a voice at a mm-hmm. higher level, maybe. Um, yeah,
2: I thought this would be a great opportunity because Jesse has been so involved on campus, definitely in representing underrepresented students on campus.
0: For sure, and he's I a, mean, he school, was an activist, has yeah, been an activist. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, the school focuses on diversity, even on the diversity web. We have a webpage on diversity for UCI, oh, yeah. and it's stated that UC Irvine is committed to excellence through diversity. I mean, if we're, this so-called commitment, okay, closing down SAS, basically the threat to this program, the threat to this office is basically a threat to this commitment to excellence. Diversity will, there will be, there will be losses.
0: We're talking with uh, Debbie Lee uh, and Luz Luz, Luz Colon, and uh, this is Dan Zhang with Subversity. the opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the Regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Um, we're coming uh, to, uh, if we have some minutes left. Uh, what do you think, uh, how would you use, I was interested in how you use this news, uh, social uh, networking, um, you know, technology like Facebook. Uh, what, how do you uh, use that to organize? I think that's the question. If you think back on why you started the page on uh, Save Save SAS at UCI, um, what do you expect to come out of that page?
2: Basically, I want to inform all people... About what's happening right now, about the fact that the dean is secretly closing down the office during the summer. Why wasn't there a public announcement? Why wasn't there any announcement on the front page or anywhere? Because a lot of people are trying to find some kind of news on it, because they don't even believe that they were being shut down. Like people hmm. don't believe it until they see it in the news.
0: Yeah, they, there's nothing official on you know in public.
2: Exactly. So this. Uh. Group this page was to inform everyone about what's happening on campus, and also because what's what's wrong with it. We are a federally funded program. We are funded until August two thousand ten. Why can't we go until two thousand ten? Why were we shut down? Who is she basically using to um, to duplicate our? our programs because there's nothing you can't duplicate our programs we've been a successful program for over 30 years with the same people on
0: the Facebook you also have other people that helped you with this are listed Mm -hmm. as uh you're the creator and then the other people listed who are those people
2: um the other people are also past people that have worked for SAS and also um have been SAS participants
0: and how what are the people that have uh joined as a fan I guess (laughs) to use a Facebook word of this group or um, join as a member of this group.
2: Students, all UC students have joined. Um, CSU students have joined, and also faculty and administration members have joined. I, I was even surprised that there are faculty members that have Facebook groups, but there are faculty <laughs> members. Okay, there's faculty members <laughs> okay. and administrative people actually writing on the walls as well because they're upset about this decision because it doesn't make sense. It, it's, I mean.
0: Administrators, are they from... Um, from SAS itself or from no, no.
2: they 're outside of SAS actually no one no administrative person from SAS or professional staff members from SAS are actually members of the group it 's just people outside of SAS because it is affecting them because they know it 's going to affect their students, and we have people from other SSI
1: for student support services program in other schools joining our network also. Um, I mentioned to my um, colleagues at work what was going on, and they're immediately like, send me the Facebook link. Yeah. They're, they're willing to help because um, most of them are doctoral students, and a lot of the research is on first-generation students. Sure. And they don't understand how this is happening. Um, I, one of my coworkers, she's in her third year of, do- of her Ph.D. in higher ed., She used to work for another trio program, Upward Bound, and she Mm. she said that, you know, I feel safe sending my Upward Bound students to a UC that has a successful, another successful trio program. Yeah. Because I know they're they're gonna pretty much pick them up from where I left them off. Yeah, sure. And, you know, now with this being shut down, it's like, who are we gonna refer to? I also talked to um, the associate dean of EA. PS over at Santa Ana Community College, which mm-hmm. is, she saw her and her husband are former students of SAS also, yeah. and um, she told me that she feels the same way, that she tells her transfer students, once they transfer from Santa Ana Community College to Irvine, you know, if you ever need help, go talk to Joe Maya, says, go talk to Steven Dominguez, the SAS doors are always open for anyone, even though we do not, we are not the transfer center,
0: no. we
1: are never going to shut down the doors on anyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of outside support.
1: Yeah, there yes. definitely is a lot.
0: Do you see uh, the page as expanding? Uh, I mean, what, how, what uh, do, how do you see it as developing?
2: It, I couldn't believe it. Um, the minute I changed my Facebook status, um, a lot of people started copying the message and changing it to theirs as well. That's how I got a lot of people's attention. The first day, the first Eight hours, 500 people joined. Wow. And now we're about to 1,000 people, and we've only been going for, like, um, a week or a couple days right now. It's just it's just so amazing to see, like, how technology really helps our cause. Because not only um, do we use the, f- the site to inform people, but we also use the website to encourage people to write letters, um, to get ideas of what we can do.
0: So you can post things on it, right? Yes. Yeah. So documents and other things. So... It'll be, I think it would be nice to post that federal report and mm-hmm. post other things on it so that people can link to it uh, on other, from other Facebook pages or whatever.
1: Yeah, we, we do um, plan outside. on on posting up the latest information. Debbie has been doing a great job in um, informing us. At least for me, definitely Facebook has been my main source of um, getting the most on-time in, um, information because I live in L.A., so I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't be in Irvine all the time. And I want to do my best to help. SAS and Facebook has definitely been that that connection for me, knowing the stuff. Um, immediately, um, chatting with Debbie on there or sending her a message or something like that in order for us to get the information.
0: Uh, and your for your personal goals, uh, you you're going to continue at UCLA.
1: Um, not for now. I just yeah. graduated. I do plan on going to work, hopefully for another TRIO program, but um, my, main, yeah. my goal in life is to come back and be director of SAS, assuming that <laughs> SAS still exists. Um, I will continue uh, my education, um, probably a PhD, and now I'm even considering a, um, a JD in, in higher education law. Wow. So, um, oh, wow. that's we'll see, but definitely yeah. continue my education because that's what I've been taught at SAS, to not give up and keep on going. So, you know, I could get a couple PhDs <laughs> yeah, right, <no. laughs>
0: because yeah. of all
2: the support that I've gotten at SAS.
0: And you, uh, Debbie, um, Yeah, you, you want to get into a law school?
2: Yeah, I want to go to law school right now. Awesome. Um, I was applying for jobs, but I'm taking a break just because I think this is more important. But in September, I sa- I start um, LSAT classes with the Princeton Review. And I was given this opportunity because of a scholarship that SAS offers with the Princeton Review.
0: What, what does that mean?
2: Um, like, with SAS, with the um, graduate education and 21st century class, there are, there are opportunities to get scholarships for the Princeton Review where your prep course, oh, the majority of the amount paid is paid for. Uh-huh. And I was... I only considered law school because I had this opportunity. And I'm actually the last person to get this chance for the Mm. LSATs. This will no longer be offered.
1: I took my GRE prep course through um, Princeton Review also because of SAS. SAS. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. It's way too expensive for our families or for ourselves to come up with $1,500 for a prep course. That much,
0: huh? So, so like Princeton Review is like a donor, a pretty time. much
2: because oh. um, they actually speak in yeah. the class to us as well. They're one of our guest speakers. The oh. owner of Princeton Review comes.
0: Is that a local company or not?
2: Um, it's a national company.
1: Um, no. The director. I mean, of are SAV they
0: based in uh, Orange County? I mean, the the owner. Um, no.
1: I'm not sure where he's based, but. I, he does have a close connection with the director of SAS and that is why he he offers the services for those of us that want to go to high, to succeed in higher education but we don't have the the monetary um ability to do that his name is Paul Can Ken- <laughs> I'm sorry um and yeah he's definitely a big supporter of SAS
0: how about the you know people like the have you gone to other department you know like i know this is uh under division of mm-hmm. undergraduate education how would you know this student services also because this is kind of a student service you would think i mean i, I think of it as a student service mm-hmm. how would manuel gomez think about this stuff uh <laughs> um,
2: he's at, we've actually emailed him and he has responded um th- the response is that, he's that
0: she's he's the uh, vice chancellor for student services correct. The student response
2: affairs. is that student, sur- um, student Academic Advancement Services is under the Division of Undergraduate Education, so it's Dean Salinger's purview. Barely wick. He can't yeah. do it. But other um, academic units at UCI are supporting
1: us. Um, um, Ramon Muñoz has definitely been a great supporter of us because if, even though he's also an academic advisor and in, um, the of in the School of Social Sciences, he knows the importance of SAS. And so, therefore, he's been helping us a lot in getting the word out. Um, we also contacted
2: alumni, UCI alumni.
0: Yes, yeah, so alumni been very program.
2: Helpful, yeah. Not yeah. only, yeah, we're, we're extremely thankful to him because it's, it's he's the reason why we have this opportunity today. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why us? Why now? Like. We've been successful for over 30 years. What are the motives right now? It's gotta be. There's gotta be something else. I'm sorry, it's not the budget cuts. Like,
0: yeah, it no, it's a sense. it's a useful excuse to yeah. I know, but it like,
2: know, The budget. Like literally, it's we're federally funded. End of story. So August 2010. And they, sh- they should let the public know. I mean, all over the
1: news, they were, the same day that we found out the SAS was closing, there were. Channel 5, Channel 7, Channel 11 showing that UCI was cutting um, the water sports. And I was like, good for them. They're choosing academics before sports. And then later that day we found out they're also closing SAS. So oh, wow. why didn't they com- that come out in the news? I wish I would have found out through the news and not through word of mouth.
0: Has there been any news coverage?
1: No. No. And I mean, we how are about considering the- going to the news and hopefully they'll listen, you know, they will get something, some answers. Hopefully um,
0: some reporters are listening to the yeah. show or the podcast later. Yeah, but
1: we have emailed <laughs> um, people from the OC Register, yeah. um, Register, I'm sorry, Register. I,
2: yeah. I
1: live in LA, I, I read the LA Times, but um, we have emailed people um, letting them know that this is very local, I mean, UC Irvine is very connected to the Orange County community, and we have a lot of our students come from Santa Ana, so we contacted... Um, People from Congress, from the Assembly, I'm willing to contact the Senate. Even President and you Obama. The,
0: <laughs> and you said even the the donor, like uh, Samueli. Yeah. Uh, he 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 was he has been a donor of the Foster Program, Foster yes. Children Program, or also Student Program. Yeah. Uh, what's his reaction to all this? Have you heard from him directly?
1: We haven't heard from him directly. Our Debbie and I haven't heard from him, but from what we heard from the I guess former staff at SAS is that he's very upset and he doesn't understand how this is, um, how this is happening. Um, uh, our director Joma says he's he has a close connection with the Samuelis, and he's the one that has talked to them and they're just concerned for the students, concerned for the foster youth because. You know, a lot of the foster youth—they have their stories, but they don't go around saying their stories because they don't want them to be treated as victims or yeah, they give want me to be special. Stigmatized, yeah. yeah, be stigmatized exactly. Yeah. But it's as they're able to tell their stories and not, not their first thing well, be. People. I'm a foster child. No, it's I am none so and so. None of that. And yeah, well, yeah. like we mentioned, when they go to other offices uh, in, on campus, they probably they don't want to tell their story, but. They also don't, the other people don't really care what their story is. They just, like as Carrie said in her letter, they just want to get them out, you know. You just have your little sheet of requirements, (laughs) check, check, check. You know, you need this much more.
0: (laughs) It's a bureaucracy. Yeah, it is bureaucracy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry we're up to 10 o'clock. It's the end of our time here. I think we really had um, a really good conversation and raising really important issues. Uh, Thank you, Debbie and Luz. Thank you. For coming on the show. Uh, you can get a podcast of the show um, later today uh, on this uh, link from the Subversity website. We're also on uh, iTunes, uh, whatever you call that, shop on iTunes, but you don't have to pay. It's free downloads. <laughs> uh, so you can Google on iTunes, uh, Subversity Show, and um, on the KUCI website at KUCI.org slash Subversity. Uh, this is Dan Zhang signing off. For subversity, the opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the Regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, this is Dan Zhang signing off for subversity. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna come back next week with another uh, interview on this whole developing story uh, of budget cuts and uh, the effect on students and on faculty. Uh, this is Dan Sung, uh, signing off for Subversity. Um, thank you.